I mean, you could you could be press box food. You could you could throw out the old. I'm hoping for some chicken fajitas again in the uh, in the Indiana media box. I don't want to watch you eat cold chicken in the fourth yeah, no, quarter. That's yeah, <laughs> that's, that's happened. A negative, before. sir. <laughs> Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Indiana Daily Student Football Podcast, your home for all the latest and greatest in IU football news. Myself, Cameron Drummond, coming at you from inside beautiful Franklin Hall, inside podcast studio number eight, joined as always by Murphy Wheeler and Sean Mintert here to break down the past couple of weeks in Indiana football since we uh, took the bye week off, took a break, you know, gave everyone a nice reprieve from us talking about the Hoosiers, and then we'll get you set for this weekend's matchup between IU and the Maryland Terrapins, a big game for Indiana if they want to keep their bowl hopes intact with only three games left in the regular season. Murphy, I already saw you shake your head as I began the introduction, so I think we're off to a rousing well, start. Well, you say the same thing every time. I don't know if you realize that or not. <laughs> so you say the same thing every so time. So consistency's bad. Like, I'm Peyton Ramsey, right? Like, I have a really nice no, completion No, we're not percentage. bringing Peyton Ramsey into this. You are the Peyton Ramsey of podcast hosts. That's not a bad thing. Like, I'm starting. It's not a great thing. As a redshirt sophomore. <laughs> pretty proud of myself. Yeah. Beat out some are beat, you? Beat out what'd, some... you, what'd you do over the over the break? Over the bye week? Yeah. I went to uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Took in the uh, the sights and sounds there. Went to a Division Two North American soccer match between Louisville City and the junior squad of the New York Red Bulls. Um, ate a whole pizza. Uh, and then I watched the Louisville men's basketball team play an exhibition against Simmons College of Louisville. Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> or did you just, like, accidentally wind up at the Yum Center? I, I just stumbled <laughs> into the Yum Center, really. Like, it was a little bit cold outside, and I was like, you know what? This looks like air conditioning and heat for $10. So You so need air conditioning it. when it's cold outside? <laughs> well, yeah, because, like, you can't just have heat. Like, well, if you sit in just a room with 85-degree temperature. Do you know how— Thermostats and heaters work. <laughs> well, speaking of heaters, we may need a heater on the sideline this weekend for Indiana's game no, against Maryland. No, uh-uh. Uh-uh. no, no. Cut that. You're out. Okay. You're now the. Am I secondary? <sighs> you want to take the lead now, Murphy? I, I mean, I don't even know who to compare you to as a podcast host now. About former quarterbacks, I can't think of anybody. I'm the, Trent, I'm the Trent Dilfer of podcast hosts. Gee, yeah, the Trey <laughs> Roberson. Ooh. <laughs> You had the talent. <laughs> You've been traveling in the CFL though. Like I can make a, I can make a living for myself in Canada. I like. Cheese I don't curds. think you could. I don't think you could survive in Canada. I don't think cheese curds are Canadian. No, not cheese curds. <laughs> the thing with um gravy and cheese poutine. curds. Poutine. Poutine, dude. Poutine slaps. I don't think you could survive in Canada. I don't think I could either. You'd get eaten by like a moose or something. <laughs> 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 moose. Is it mooses or is it meese? Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're stopping this now, cutting it. All right, let's, let's get back on track. Let's talk Indiana football. So it's been a bit since we've been with you guys. The last podcast we did was a preview for the Minnesota football game. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so we have not actually recapped that game. Obviously, it's kind of, you know, in the distant past, about two, two and a half weeks ago. I feel like we need to at least give a bit of a refresher about what happened. Uh, I know Sean and I were on duty for covering that game. Murphy was out. Covering Paoli against some other high school football Providence. team that night. Could no, we just the week before? Oh, Mitchell. Mitchell. Could we just recap Paoli versus Mitchell? And Honestly, it would be more in, entertain or more entertaining and more interesting than this. Well, I think if you remember back to that Indiana Minnesota game, that was a pretty wild game, though. Like on in the in the entertainment spectrum for like a neutral fan, that was pretty wild. 
I mean, it's not often you see a team race up to like a 25 you know point lead, <laughs> only for a team to battle back and then lose in a heartbreaking fashion in the end. Like, yes, Indiana does that a lot, but from the neutral standpoint, that was wild. It was a good uh, fourth quarter. Yeah, well, that's when the comeback happened, right? Yeah, I would have. I mean, if I was watching the game as a neutral, I would have turned it off like midway through the second quarter. So when again, like you turn it off, then like you look at the ESPN bottom line, and you're like, "Oh wow!" And then I might have turned it back on, <laughs> but it was between Indiana and Minnesota, right? So and it was a Friday night. game. In all too. likelihood, yeah, I wouldn't have. <laughs> so that game ended up being what was the final score again? Was it forty-two, thirty-eight, thirty-one? Sorry, thirty-eight, thirty-one. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Honestly, I was getting that in the Maryland game from last year confused. So IU loses that game, goes to four and five on the season, and now you basically have the scenario where Indiana has to win two of its final three games this season in order to qualify for a bowl game. Same as last year, right? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And last year Indiana was, was able to Rutgers. get Rutgers. Indiana won at Illinois. At Illinois, home right. against Rutgers, and then lost to Purdue. And West Lafayette. Well, so then technically they had to win three. They had to win, their, had last to win three. their final three. Yeah. Okay. So, and they ended up five and seven last year. And so this year Indiana's four and five in the final three games of the season are this weekend home against Maryland at what's Michigan going to be next week? Probably still number they, four. They are number four. Yeah. Right. They, I mean. So add a college football playoff Michigan team next week. And then they close out the season home against Purdue in the old Oak and Bucket game. Uh, let's just start with like the obvious question and just kind of go around and debate it for a bit. Is Indiana going to make a bowl game this year? Are we going to actually debate it? Or Do we not all agree? Are we all, okay, correction. <laughs> we're all going to agree on the exact same thing after we all right. say it. Is yeah. Indiana going to make a bowl game this no. year? No, they're not going to make it. Why not? Uh, because Purdue remembered uh, how, how to play football. Yeah. <laughs> they look like they would be a legitimate contender for the Big Ten West if they had started their season three weeks earlier. Um, and they definitely are playing better football than Indiana right now. Um a lot of teams can Indi- say that or, uh, Maryland's still a bit of a wild card. That game's a bit of a toss-up. But Michigan and Purdue, I don't think, are they've they're no longer in the realm of winnable games. You don't think Purdue's even like? Even I think it's winnable. Game. I think it's winnable. Just because I, of the I home game don't. and IU comes out for Purdue, you know how it is. I mean, I guess it's Senior Day. Yeah, but the last stuff. time they played at home, it was one of Purdue's worst teams ever, and IU won by one possession. Yeah, and that was take, a bowl team. Didn't it take an interception on the very yeah. last? Yeah, well, then Jonathan I guess Crawford had two picks in that game, and I think he I think and Rick, then he think, picked them off. He picked off Blau in the re, in the end zone. I, was gonna, I think Richard Lego had some interceptions in that game well, too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what IU game did he not have interceptions? Exactly, in? <laughs> that's what you are. You're the Richard Lego of this podcast. Shout host. out to the nine seven two. Yeah, that's true. You guys are from like the same kind of area. We went to the same high school, so yes. Oh, you went to the same high school? Yeah, he was a senior when I was a freshman. Really? I never saw him was, play. Was the football team good? Our football t- I, I tell this to everyone when they ask about that, and it's hilarious. Our football team ran a like run-heavy op- like offense, so he threw no more than like 12 times a game. Wow. Really? Yeah. and that, That's amazing. But that's kind of mm-hmm. why he went to Cisco Junior College in Texas, because they're like a complete air raid team where they do nothing but throw was the ball. Was the running back really good? Um. Yeah, who, the, who was this guy? He had good running backs. I, I don't know who it was when he was a quarterback, but like when he left, our running back was a commit to Stanford. Then he switched to be a commit to UCLA. That's, and, that's not what I was asking. And our current running back is <laughs> – no, here's the thing. Our current running back, a kid named Kyron Cumby, who's a senior, is a commit to Illinois. Wow. Yeah. So to answer your question, no, I don't remember who the running back was when Richard Lego was <laughs> He must have been pretty good if you can – Of the Plano Senior High School Wildcats. put Lego's arm on the shelf like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't. Well, I'm sure Lego is a great high school quarterback. You, I mean, Plano was pretty solid. The kid who came after him, though, went to Cornell, but I don't believe he went to Cornell Ooh. for football. He went to Cornell because he was intelligent. Oh, so he's mm. a nerd. Well, I could have gone to Cornell, maybe. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. okay. All right. You're wearing, a right. You're wearing a Dunder Mifflin office t-shirt. Yeah. So There Andy, is a connection Andy there. Bernard. Andy Bernard, yeah. Uh, so back to what you're saying about Purdue. <laughs> I, I mean, I just think. Goodness. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we got off on that. Um, but I don't know. It's a home game, last game of the year, senior day against Purdue. Both teams always come out ready to play against each other. And I think you could maybe attribute, you know, them barely beating a bad Purdue team, you know, the last time um, they came to IU. You could attribute that to Purdue coming out ready to play. You know what I mean? I, I think both teams are going to be ready to play for that game. And I think it could be a little bit of a toss-up. Now, do I expect IU to win? No. But I, do I think they have a decent chance? Yes. And I think it's going to come down to that game. I do. So you think Indiana will beat, I'm assuming, beat Maryland, lose to Michigan, and it all comes down I to I have last a feeling week. they're going to beat Maryland. Thoughts I think Maryland's just a mess right now. Early thoughts on that, Sean, before we, go, before we do the deep dive into the Terrapins later but on? But again, there's no guarantee whatsoever. It's like a 50-50 shot at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sold on their ability to beat anyone at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little hesitant to, to give them this one over Maryland. I'm Even saying, though, you know, they're not exactly in the best situation right now. I'm saying 51 49 is where I'm like at right oh, now. I thought I about that. Say that was the score. No, 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 no. I'm like 51% leaning towards IU. Game would take five hours. Can you imagine? I mean, it is a noon kickoff. So I'd Please, rather, so I'm knocking on wood right now so that does not this happen. This table is not made of wood. This, this is fake wood. This, this is, is phony. It's like fiberglass. It's phony believe. wood. There's no, there's a Can't door made of wood. <laughs> media schools <laughs> sliding us like this. <laughs> Well, so that's the thing about this game, too. Like, I think it's kind of weird that Indiana has played so poorly over basically the past. Really, ever since the Ball State game, Indiana's played bad. Even Because even the Rutgers win was, was a bad win or a bad way to win the game for Indiana. Correct. They've played so bad since Big Ten play started, and yet they're still in this position where they have a chance to win two or three games and two or three games that aren't the craziest thing in the world to win and still make a bowl game. Like, that just feels really weird to me, you know? Like, I feel like they wouldn't deserve a bowl game if they got it. If they win two of the last three, they do deserve it. You think? Yeah, because they're going to have to play well to win two of those last three, especially against Purdue. Yeah, beating Purdue would be their best win of the year by far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what's their best win right now? Virginia. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Virginia's in the top 25. Not anymore. Well, they were in the top 25, then they lost to Uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, losing to Pitt's not good. Putting Pitt in. Pittsburgh is like the I mean, they do it every year. Yeah, they do that every Mm -hmm. year. I think the crazier thing than Virginia is Syracuse is up to 13 now, I believe. They're the, good. Eric the Dungy. They're good. Is their coach still Dino Babers? Yep. It's Dino Babers. Yeah, because he had that win over Clemson last year, and now, like, they're, it's just weird how they're good at football. He could be a guy to move up in the ranks. Like, get get to a bigger job? Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm guessing recruiting kids to go play in Syracuse, New York, is probably not the easiest. Yeah, he didn't recruit Stevie Scott. True. Right there. There you have it. So if if so, Indiana's best friend right now is Virginia. Would one of those wins against Maryland or Purdue top it? You think? I think Purdue would. Purdue would. Yeah. Purdue's yeah. better. I was a little surprised they weren't ranked after they beat Iowa. Right. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't sneak in at the bottom. How many is that? Three could straight be wins for the... Purdue now because they beat Ohio State. No, in between they lost to Michigan State before right. the win yeah. against Iowa. That's probably what's keeping them out of the top twenty-five yeah, but, right, right now. It's on the road. Michigan, Michigan State's, State's not a bad, bad team by any yeah. stretch of the means. Well, kind of, you know, jumping off that point, Michigan State went to Maryland last weekend and 
pretty much easily handled the Terrapins, mm-hmm. beat them 24 to 3. And I've been seeing some stuff from some of the Maryland beat writers out there in the Twitter sphere basically saying that they kind of almost have the Indiana football program. Indiana football program problem of years past in which Maryland kind of feasts on the bad teams in the Big Ten and then against the top-tier opponents like your Michigans, your Michigan States, they seem pretty inept on offense. So yeah, that- it's not exactly the same as IU because they don't keep them close. Oh, so um, they just straight-up lose. Yeah, they're, I put it in the three things, actually. Uh, well, heck, let's just go into them then. <laughs> Might as well at this point. Yeah, they've lost. They played Michigan, Iowa, Michi- and Michigan State this year, and they've lost those three games by an average of twenty-one points. Um, and they've scored, I think, and two touchdowns, and it was garbage time against the Wolverines. Right? They had twenty-one points against Michigan, yeah. and then they were shut out by Iowa and scored three points against Michigan State. Right. So, and then yeah, they've been blowing out the bad teams though. They've won those games by an average of twenty-seven points. And who are the bad teams? Who are we talking? Uh, Minnesota, here? Rutgers, and Illinois. Three teams with a combined Big Ten record of three and fifteen. Although all of a sudden Illinois looked like world beaters, but it was against Minnesota last yeah, week. Yeah, so they're so. just beating up on each other. <laughs> and I think one. I think it's like Fight Club, just, but yeah. if we like. You know what I mean? There's and Indiana's in that field. group, too, yeah. because they lost to Minnesota, but they beat Rutgers, and they're 1-5. and five, So this <laughs> is exactly the kind of team – IU is exactly the kind of team that Minnesota just just beats on. I would love <laughs> to hear your comparison to Fight Club well, at I'm this thinking, point. I'm just thinking, like, the levels of it. Because remember, like, there were the better fighters and then yeah. the lower fighters. Indiana, Minnesota. That's just, like, fighting in general. Well, I guess it is fighting in general. <laughs> well, I was going to use a soccer, like, promotion relegation comparison, no. but Murphy was not going to clearly get do that. Not do not Sean would have. So I would have understood. Yeah. Like, they're in the Europa League, and everyone else is in the Champions League. Who's in the Europa League? Like, Indiana, Minnesota, Illinois, Maryland. Yeah, sure. Rutgers. Rutgers. I'd say giving teams Rutgers like Rutgers and the... Minnesota the Europa League is... Rutgers had a real... had A real, real stretch. They had a real crazy one to the cup final. They're like the Wigan Athletic team of, like, the 2011 FA Cup. Rutgers is in the toilet league, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> they still don't have a Big Ten win, correct? Yeah, they, they're they gave, six. They gave Maryland, uh, not Maryland, Minnesota, uh, excuse me, uh, Northwestern a good scare a couple weeks ago. They gave Indiana a good scare. <laughs> Lost by one possession. They did. I mean, I guess kind of going back to the original uh, idea I had to begin the discussion, Indiana's played so bad in Big Ten conference play so far this year with that lone win being, you know, just eking out a seven-point victory on the road at Rutgers. How do they flip the switch for, for a game like this. I mean, obviously they're going to say the same things at media like they said on Monday to you, Sean, how we got to tackle better, we got to limit explosive plays, all that stuff, but how do you actually do it on the field after being so bad for so long? Well, I mean, it's play better defense, and how you do it is tackle better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they're on to something. <laughs> oh, okay. They're saying the right. I mean, they haven't, they've given up at least 33 points for the last month in every game. They gave up 38 to Minnesota, 33 to Penn State, 42 to Iowa, 49 to Ohio State. Yeah, well, yeah. 35 to Michigan State. Yeah. I mean, they gave up 28 points to Florida International. I think it's about time we just reconcile the fact that this is a bad defense. Yeah. I think it's a. I don't think it's a bad defense. I think it's a mediocre defense that has like has intense spiky moments of good and bad. And they've had some bad breaks here and there. I mean, they're just incredibly. Over reliant on turnovers. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, it's, that's it's pretty much how nothing. they make stops. Right. I think it was really clear in that Ohio State game how I mean that was the most indicative thing to me of it being all or nothing, allowing a touchdown or getting an interception or a fumble or something. Mm-hmm. Right. No. Yeah. I mean that's that's what it's been all year, kind of. I mean to an extent. Um, and I, is there any any injury up, updates for anybody this week heading in? I was wondering about that. Mm. Uh, I, could, I do, especially have that. on defense. I do have that. Uh, there's a couple on defense. I can say for offense, we 
likely will not see WAP failure for the rest of the year. Here we go. Probably All right, not. yeah. So on Monday, Tom Allen said uh, both Marcelino Ball and TD Roof uh, were both getting close to, you know, kind of 100%. Um, it sounded like both of those guys would probably play. And then Jacob Robinson, he said he was also getting pretty close. He's questionable and he hasn't for Saturday. And he hasn't State played game. since Ball State. Robinson then, would be a good addition yeah, at that this would point. Be, that would be big, especially um, when you look at Maryland. They're incredibly run heavy. They only average right. 125 passing yards per game. Really? Um, so, yeah, Ty Johnson, who was there last year and – um, Anthony McFarland, who is a redshirt freshman, that sounds like a former combined former for, Dallas Cowboys defensive. They've end. combined for <laughs> like twelve hundred yards so far this year. Well, isn't aren't they kind of? Isn't um, I believe I'm pronounced right? Kasim Hill, isn't he kind of a mobile quarterback too? Um, or am I wrong? You know, I had that impression, but he has uh, negative six rushing yards so far this year. I see. So, <laughs> I see. so I will say no. Yeah. So probably. I think not. their running backs are all because like they have. I think three or four running backs that have played in at least eight games this year. Oh wow! So they've got a they've got a whole stable yeah. um, at Maryland, and a couple of the guys on Monday mentioned that that you know their their whole thing is is running the ball and getting big plays running the ball. So mm. that's something that would probably you'd be in thinking they would have success against the Indiana defense compared yeah. to recent weeks. That's well, been a bit of a theme. Well, the defensive line has not been. Up to par so far. Mm-hmm. This season. That's I, I was the about big to actually weakness. talk about that. I think the defensive line's actually done okay, considering they're missing their best player in Jacob Robinson. Like I think I they've mean, done a great job of getting penetration, getting to the quarterback. What they've lacked is actually getting the sacks and getting the tackles for loss. But they've been able to break through okay. But isn't that pretty much the weakness of this defense at right. this point? I mean, I mean it's that's tackling again, right? Right, and I think you could probably throw the linebacking core in there as well. They have mm-hmm. a lot of depth there. Um, but no one's really stepped up to take over as like the main guys. You know when what I mean? everyone misses tackles, it's kind of hard to pick out it's what true. the actual <laughs> yeah, is. Very true. So, I mean, you yeah. could throw cornerbacks in there too because they've yeah. not been. I mean, who was it who got burned on the Minnesota play to give the Golden Gophers the lead at the end? Juwan Burgess, Juwan wasn't Burgess. it? Yeah. yeah. So when you're playing, you know, literally, you know, true freshmen like that in that kind yeah, of situation. and that's been stressed time and time Bur- again how young they are all over the place. Yeah. And it's showing. I mean, Burgess isn't a true freshman. Yeah. Oh, he's just sorry. a redshirt, redshirt freshman. freshman. Well, like a young guy. Then, right. So. Still, he's a freshman. Right. And, I mean, I guess how many times have we been sitting in the press box, I think particularly during the Iowa and Penn State games, and kind of groaned when we've seen either a P.I. call or a missed assignment by Andre Brown or someone. Or anyone, right. anyone on the corners, really, who just hasn't. Mm-hmm you know, has kind of gotten exposed on those kind of routes or whatever. Or even in Iowa when they were having both of their tight ends just kind of carve Indiana up the middle time and time again. Would you say the only real true positives this year for the defense have been Jonathan Crawford and Marcelina Ball? And even Ball, who's played really, really well at times, and you can see just how good he is, he's made a lot of mistakes this mm-hmm. year. He had the targeting The penalty. targeting one's the yeah. first yeah. thing that well, comes to my really mind. Well, is that really a mistake? Or is that it's a mistake. Like now, a, yeah. at this point, it's a mistake because that of rule the That rule's been in place for what, three years or something right. now? So, I don't know. Crawford's consistent, yeah. but... Even he has, you know, his moments. I mean, he's still too. made yeah. occasional mistakes, but... Well, I think the thing with Ball, too, especially, is you can't even... I mean, it's not like a positive or a negative, necessarily, but the fact that he's, you know, kind of got bitten by the injury bug again isn't a, isn't a good thing, obviously. Right. After it happened to him a bit last year, too. Right. So... 
that's kind of the defensive perspective. What are we looking at on offense here? We've been kind of seeing the same thing from Indiana with the exception of the Ohio State game in terms of the passing attack where it's not super vertical down the field. They do see, they did seem to you know, mix Stevie Scott been to the mix, obviously, against Penn State. He had some success against Minnesota as well. But what's that balance going to have to kind of look like against the Terrapins? Probably run heavy just because Maryland's got athletes on defense and that usually – makes itself a bigger problem in the passing game. Um, Peyton Ramsey was very quick to comment on how athletic they are. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they give up a lot of points to the big teams, and one and one thing big teams do really well usually is run the football. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, the recipe for, for winning definitely includes a lot of Stevie Scott. I, I don't think there's a, a whole lot of vertical passing in, in this – I just don't – it's too deep into the season to hope that IU can get, you know, downfield guys like Nick Westbrook and, and Donovan Hale going. I think I think you're kind of past that point. I think anything you can get from the passing game is a bonus almost. Um, like, and you, then, like you can't plan your offense around it at yeah. this point. Or well, even I, because, because I they can't do it at all anyway. Yeah, right. they, they tried to do that against Minnesota, and it worked for about eight minutes. Who was the long pass play to? <laughs> um, was it Donovan Hale? I want to say it was. Hale had a touchdown and didn't Westbrook? Yeah, I think yeah. it was like the long distance. It may have been Hale, I think. But yeah, they, I mean, they had, yeah. they had isolated moments of, I mean, in the fourth quarter too, but I guess they yeah. were kind of forced into throwing the ball down the field by that mm-hmm. point as well. Yeah, and I just don't, I just don't see the downfield. I don't, I don't think there's going to be any breakthrough in that department in the next three weeks that, you know, magically something clicks. Unless, you know, that fourth quarter at Minnesota was all it took, then mm-hmm. I'd my expectations are pretty low for the passing game. I concur at this point. I mean, I mean, what's what's going to be new about this offense? You know what I mean? I mean, it's not there's not going to be anything new. They're going to do mm-hmm. pretty much the same thing. I do agree they need to go to Scott more this game. Um, I think they need to go to him more in general at this mm-hmm. point um, because he has been playing fairly well uh, their last few games. And there's no need to protect his red shirt or anything like that. No, that trip's I mean, still he's, a long time ago. Yep. Right, yeah. He's – He's in it for the long haul at this point, and he's—I mean—he's your horse at this point. He's the guy. He's been carry. He carries this offense at times. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any. Hasn't had a ton of fumbling issues either. It's not like you know you're shaky about giving him the ball either. Right. Or you shouldn't exactly. be at least. No, I don't think he's had very many. He's had, problems. You know, he's had a couple, but, but it's, I mean, it's not to the point gonna... where it's an actual concern. Right. Yet, yeah. Obviously, so you you can pretty much rely on him at this point. I think, and I think you have to. I think there's just—I just don't think there's an answer in the passing game. As a true weapon, you know what I mean. Like I think they can gain some yards here and there, but we already know it's just not. There's just no true weapon there at this point. So almost becoming like a run first team. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that. Are they considered a run like, first like team at this like point it, now? Like I mean, I don't well, know. No, not when Peyton Ramsey's throwing forty-four times in a game. They should. Like, should I don't Indiana, know if they should like, be should or Indiana not. Should Indiana show up at the twenty-five yard line after Mike Majette waves his hand for a fair catch? Yeah, and I should mean, they come I out and run know. the ball in the I formation, or should they continue what they've been doing, which yeah, is yeah, let's Ramsey just play Bill shotgun. Snyder ball, single wing. <laughs> I mean, like, we can, you can see where it goes. I mean, it's not going to happen. Like they're not going to do it. No, but this is just us spitballing at this point. Yeah, honestly, just. Put Reese Taylor in a quarterback and run the triple option for all I can. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like <laughs> him, Ronnie Walker, and Stevie Scott. If, if you lose to Maryland, if you lose to Maryland, if you don't change something, 
Well, you, what are you doing? Well, here's the thing. If you lose to hypothetically, if they lose to Maryland and they're gonna have to win out at Michigan and at Purdue, or excuse me, home against Purdue, they're, they're gonna not gonna do, do that. But they're gonna have to do something wild just to stay close with Michigan, right? And now yeah. it kind of almost cat- like cat- categorize itself in the wild, you know, outside the box idea. What would Scott is drastically the... changing the offense in any way? Oh well, yeah, no, I agree. I think whether it... it's Sean wanting us to turn into Kansas State. Or, or turn I'd rather into, turn into Georgia Tech or, Georgia or, honest, or Navy. Yeah. Yeah, Navy. <laughs> Have you seen Navy's record this year? I don't think anyone wants to be Navy this year. That's a shame. Yeah, it's very depending Army. on who they get there. Yeah, the Army. Yeah, if you want, if you want to pick a service academy to be good at, the Army is. Army's is where good it's at. this year. Army's great this year. That guy's leaving. That coach, Jeff Munkin. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's an Army. He's an Army guy for a while. Like I the same know. way that Kenya Matalolo is a Navy guy for a while. Maybe. That'll be a good like Army Navy game this year though, because Army's like finally like the big brother and they're gonna like beat up on the Navy maybe. Finally. And then Air Force is just kind of chilling out on the side. I mean the Coast Guard has a Division Three team. Do they actually? The Coast Guard plays Division Three football like D three. Phenomenal. That's kind of awesome. Who do they play? Who? What, what conference are they in? They're the co- in the Coast Guard. They're in international waters. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like it's like whatever college basketball game is going to happen in a couple of days where they play on an aircraft carrier. Yeah, they can only play on air. Their home stadium is an aircraft carrier. They can only play in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. The Coast Guard Bears. Really difficult to schedule opponents when you're playing on an aircraft carrier. They're blue and orange. Which which trip is harder to make, going at Coast Guard or at Hawaii? <laughs> well, at least when you play at Hawaii, you're not moving during yeah, the fair. game. They're 6-3. and three. Wow. They're a good wow. D3 team. I don't think they could beat... Indiana Could or they beat Wisconsin Navy. Whitewater? No, nah, Wisconsin Whitewater wins everything. Could uh, they beat Mountain Union, though? That's the real test. I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen him play. They lost to MIT 13 to nothing, so. It's not great. Speaking of not great, let's touch on IU special teams again. Well, actually, it was, it was kind of okay <laughs> in the Minnesota game because IU special teams player of the week was Logan Justice. I think he hit three field goals. I mean, that's obviously indicative of Indiana's problem of actually punching, mm-hmm. you know, red zone possessions into the end zone. Murphy, yes. He's on that watch list now, too. Lou yes. Groza Award. The same yeah. thing that Griffin Oaks, I believe, had last year and two years ago, like the 2015 Which, season. if we're being honest, I don't know how he's on that watch list. Because he's been accurate. He's missed he's one field accurate. goal and, what, one extra point? Or he no? got yeah. blocked. The extra, yeah. the extra point blocked. was blocked. I mean, so that's how you get on the watch I guess. list. You look at your stats. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. He's not going to win. No, I, yeah. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. It's a nice honor. Though. I mean, he's done yeah. well. He's done fine. No, what, he's what, actually done better than I thought. What he more would. could you have expected from a guy who's replacing a borderline NFL caliber kicker? Very borderline, but yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's done good. The punting game's been okay this season from Hayden Whitehead. Solid. It's been okay. It's not yeah. as good as last year. Had I had one say. blocked last week, though. Yeah. It's like some good moments, some bad moments. Yeah. Uh, the punt return game, again, has kind of had its highs and lows. The high being Jason's punt return touchdown against Ball State. The low being the fumble against, was it Penn State? Penn State. And then kickoff return, we've done our stories about that. You can find that at IDSnews.com. You can. IU's philosophy of not returning the ball. But, I mean, still going into the final three weeks of the season, you don't really expect special teams to be necessarily a positive or a negative X factor for the Hoosiers in these final games, which is maybe – kind of a problem because like while you're not going to lose a game or you're not afraid of losing a game because of special teams you don't think you're going to be able to you know turn the tide in any of these three games based on it either yeah i indiana isn't in a in a position where they're good enough offensive offensively and defensively that the special teams could 
consequently lose them the game. Yeah. Um, I think we've said this multiple times, but since they're struggling on offense and defense, they should be trying to use special teams as a weapon. But it seems like they've gone in the entirely opposite direction. A lot more conservative with it, obviously. Yeah. And even in punt returns, I think aside from Jason's return against Ball State, we haven't seen too many long distance ones from him this season. I don't. I can't even. Yeah. Think of very many like off. off the top of my head, I can't think. He of had any. that one call back. Was that also against Ball State? Yeah. Uh huh. So, mm-hmm. and of, of all the games to have it happen against, I mean, you hope. You, I'm sure the coach would have cherry picked a better moment than, and what ended up being a 28 point blowout win against the Cardinals. So that's kind of how special teams breaks down. Uh, Sean, I think we went on to the, the three things about Maryland any uh, a bit earlier than usual. But any anything else that kind of jumped out to you about the Terrapins when studying them up for this week's game? Terp. Not really. I mean, you know, they're kind of in. I mean, they're definitely in the roughest patch of their season so far. They've lost. They've lost two out of their last three. DJ Durkin was officially fired. Matt Canda, former uh, IU offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. is their coach now, right? Yeah. Well, or he was their coach. he was their interim coach. Did they? Is he still interim? Through I the think the end label the may season? still be interim. Yeah. Okay. But he was the replacement while Durkin was suspended. Yeah. So there isn't any turnover there, really. That's the same guy that's been with them since week one. So, you know, the fact that Durkin is officially fired, I I don't know really how much of a difference that makes. Um, but yeah, they're one win away from bowl eligibility, uh, and they have Ohio State and Penn State after Indiana. Oh, really? So wow. this is uh, that changes this things is, a bit. Though, this is them. do or die for for um, for Maryland right now, as Stevie Scott said. They'll definitely be focusing on this one, huh? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, really, like if if your final two games, regardless if they're home or away, are against Ohio State and Penn State, and you're sitting at five and four with a trip to Indiana coming up this week, this is the game you target as mm-hmm. okay, win and we're in the bowl game, and then you don't have to worry about it because mm-hmm. you're probably not beating Ohio State and Penn State. Yeah, they, you know, Ohio State does have to make the trip to Capital One Field at Maryland Stadium. So oh, they don't they don't call it Bird Stadium anymore; it's Maryland Stadium. They called it what? They used to call it Bird Stadium. I think they renamed Bird, it. Bird as in like, like the scooter. Like B Y R D, not it was not Lime Stadium or Bird Stadium. That might happen one day. <laughs> That's <laughs> gonna happen. Gonna lie, that time. might be a thing one day. It, kind of on that note, like this is really off topic, but there's been like a kind of a common theme we've had both Tom Allen and Archie Miller ask during their radio shows in a couple weeks apart about like players using Lime and Bird scooters um, to to get to class and how it makes the coaches nervous that they're gonna wipe out and like hurt themselves and stuff. I'm afraid anybody that drives those things. Well, is I'm, wipe I'm still out. yet mm-hmm. to see someone like actually crash on it, but like I could see it happening. Johnny Jager did, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. Sc- yeah. scraped up his face on a pothole. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I think we've kind of exhausted our Maryland. Looking fourth ahead. and one. Morning, fourth and one. I see, I was trying to think whose turn is it. It's though? Sean's. Yeah, I def- I haven't done it in a while. Well, none think. of us have been in this. Have done this in a while. But, yeah. All right. Cool. I'm gonna have to think of four questions on the fly. Then you weren't prepared. I'm not. Wow. Prepared. We're not even gonna. We're gonna time it on my computer's clock. We're not even gonna get my phone stopwatch out. Amazing. Actually, not gonna, even prepared. We come in. Sean and I come in just ready to go early. I was here at three thirty. Yeah. I was napping go. at 3.30. Chomping at the bit. I wow. woke up 10 minutes before this podcast. took a two-hour nap. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Well, we see I hope you feel great. I feel energized. Actually, we're going to time this based on the soccer match clock that's in the corner of my computer right now. Oh, wow. He's not even... He's watching the game. Watching soccer? Unbelievable. While recording the podcast. All right. Four things, or fourth and one. The first question will be this. How many carries does Stevie Scott get for Indiana on Saturday afternoon? 
15 or fewer, 16 or more, and how many rushing yards? I'm going to say 16 or more, and I'll say 125. Does he have more rushing yards than Peyton Ramsey has passing yards? And how many passing yards does Peyton Ramsey have? Uh, I'm going to say no. I would hope Peyton Ramsey has more than 125 passing yards. I'll say Ramsey gets over 200. Passing yards? Yeah. Who has more touchdowns? Stevie Scott or Peyton Ramsey through the year? It's a tie. They're mm. both going to have one. They're both going to have one. Mm-hmm. So, I guess on that, how many points is Indiana going to score? 21 or fewer, 22 or more? 21 or fewer. Really? Yeah. So, you see them struggling against this Maryland defense then? Mm-hmm. Is it? Do you think it's going to be something Maryland does on defense? Or do you think it's just going to be Indiana's ineffective offense kind of rearing its ugly well, head again? With the exception of Illinois, um, Maryland has given up seven points to Rutgers and thirteen to Minnesota. Okay, so they've been a bit stingy. Against so yeah, the they teams gave up thirty-three to caliber. Illinois, but that game was just really, really weird. <laughs> so I'm going to say they held they hold Indiana to less than twenty-one. Okay, so kind of that. Let's transition to a game preview. Then we've talked about what Maryland's going to offer. We've talked about what in each each of the three key phases of the game Indiana has done in past weeks and what they can maybe change up or alter things to make it different in this week. But what's one thing that's sticking out to each of you guys that you're going to be looking forward to on Saturday, and what do you think is going to be? Yep, I saw that face, yep. And what do you think? Looking forward to on Saturday. What do you think? The, I mean, you could, you could be press box food. You could, you could throw out the old, I'm hoping for some chicken fajitas again in the, uh, in the Indiana media box. I don't want to watch you eat cold chicken in the fourth yeah, quarter. No, that's, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's happened a negative, before. sir. <laughs> That's happened before for sure. But so what's one thing each of you are looking forward to on Saturday? And go ahead and give me your score predictions and rationale. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, covering the Paley girls basketball <laughs> game that night after. Um, since it's a noon game, I'll Who, have time to go down who's there Who's Paley do playing? They're playing uh, – You don't even know. I, I you don't even know. I think it's Bar Reeve. I don't Ooh, know. Bar Reeve. Yeah, good team. My high school lost to Bar Reeve in volleyball in the state championship. You want to know something interesting, actually? What's Bar Reeve's nickname? I need to know that. The Vikings. First. Okay, it's not good enough. They're uh, they're very good. They're very good at a lot of sports, actually. Their boys' basketball team is one of the best in Southern Indiana. Really? Yeah. When they they won the state title when I was a senior, and actually I, we were the only team to beat them in the state of Indiana that year. Wow! Someone still living in high school. I'm just saying. That's a shame. It's just a fun anecdote. Okay, so what was was that? Was that your fun fact? That was that was what that's what I'm looking forward to on Saturday is the the girls basketball game coming. And score predictions, please. Um, IU's gonna win this one. I, I like I said, I think they're gonna win. You say that with genuine surprise tinged in your voice. Well, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people may be not thinking they're gonna win. Um, Correct. Wow. But imagine that. Um, I think they're gonna win twenty-four to seventeen. So I think it's going to be close. I think it will come down to the fourth quarter. Um, but, again, I think Maryland's kind of a mess right now, and I think this is kind of a good game for or for IU to get that win that they really need. Um, I think they know that, and I think they're going to come in. They're going to be at home. I think this will be a good win for them. I mean, I'm positive for once. Can I get a score prediction for the Paoli Bar Reeve game? Yeah, over oh, under God. 40 points for the winner. They play, they, they play four 10-minute quarters, right? It'll be around 40. No, they play for eight minute quarters. Eight minute eight quarters. Minute quarters. It'll be around forty. Yeah, it's a high scoring pace, then. Run the four uh, corners offense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is it my turn? Yes, it's, it's your turn, turn <laughs> sir. All right. Unless we're um, talking more about Bar Reeve against uh, Paoli. One thing I'm looking forward to. I'm gonna say Stevie Scott. I think this is another chance for him to have a good game. Um, 
you know, he wasn't didn't have his best game against Minnesota, but he he was fine. He had 98 yards. He had a touchdown. Averaged over five yards a carry. Given I think, the circumstance, I thought he had a solid game. Yeah, and I I thought he was fine. You know, when IU was actually trying to run the ball, he got the job done. Um, so yeah, I think you know, like I said in the fourth and one, I have him for over 16 carries and around 120 yards. So. I think this will be another opportunity for him to have kind of a good game. You know, we haven't really seen it against the big teams in the Big Ten yet, but, you know, he is still a freshman, albeit he doesn't really look like one. Um, and for a score prediction, despite a good game from Stevie Scott, Maryland's going to win 35-17. Mm. to 17. Ooh. Ooh, so you have them putting on You're not feeling too points. confident. No. What, what I feel th- like we've shifted. I'm usually the pessimist here. What do you, so what do you think Indiana's defense is going to do poorly, or is it going to be like tackling is an issue? I think like, it's just going to be the same thing it's always been. Yeah. Tackling is an issue, failure to stop the run. Maryland has three running backs that can legitimately go for 150 yards each. So I don't think that'll happen. I don't think they'll run for 450 450 yards. yards, But um, I think they will get plenty done on the ground, and Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to feel the need to break out the passing game. I think Kasim Hill could not throw a single pass, and Maryland could win the game by two touchdowns. Okay, I think that's a bit – I think we're looking a little NCAA 14, a little – What do you mean? Do you run the ball in NCAA 14? I only play the triple option in NCAA 14. I never throw the ball. You're not throwing the ball 60 times again. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, for my score prediction, gosh, um, I mean, if Indiana loses this game, then really their bowl it's hopes over. Are, are done. Because I mean, they're not they're not winning in Michigan. Nope. Let's not let's not kid ourselves, um, or or even say that they have a chance in that game because they're not going to at the big house with Michigan eyeing a college football playoff berth. Um, I will take Maryland to score 28 and Indiana to score 24. I think this may end up being a classic thing where Indiana's maybe kind of either in the lead early, falls behind, and then has you know the great miniature fourth quarter rally. I think this game is going to end with Indiana down four points or down one possession with the football, maybe four minutes left in the fourth quarter, and then they end up either not scoring or turning the ball over or doing something to prevent them from tying or winning the game. But I do think Indiana's going to have that chance in the fourth quarter to you know make something happen. I just don't see how the past three to four weeks of play can lead you to believe that or have any faith that they'll do the thing that puts them over the top. Because I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, Murph, you're talking about, like, usually I'm the pessimistic one, and now that's kind of shifted to Sean, at least in the score predictions. This team has given us so little to be reliant on to have belief in, especially in the last, you know, four to five weeks once Big Ten play really got going, that I find it hard to have any faith in thinking that they're going to make the play this week when they haven't done it all season long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was really banking on someone saying something more after well, I said that. <laughs> here's the thing. I'm not going to lie. When I was thinking about it, and I did my original preseason predictions or whatever, this is exactly the games that I thought they would win and lose. And this was a game I thought they would win. Really? Yeah. This, is, this, is, I, this is exactly what I thought yeah. was going to happen. So I am the same, except this is the first time I've deviated from my preseason predictions. So I your preseason we prediction yeah. was Indiana to win this game? Uh-huh. I'm sticking with mine. What was yours? Just out of curiosity. What do you mean? Like your prediction? Did you end up? Did they end up at six and six? Yes, and I might deviate from that by uh, the end of the year. You probably had them beating. I had Purdue. him beating Purdue by the end of the year. What was your season prediction, Sean? Six and six. Did you have them beating Purdue too? Uh-huh. Ah, now, it now it's four and eight now. Ah, I see. The I'll two say games. five and seven. Ah, uh, I see. I see where this is going. Yeah. What was your preseason prediction? 
Yeah, let's let's discuss. The only one that's not mathematically possible at this point, mm. I believe. I thought there'd be a different quarterback. Yeah. I thought there'd be a different running back. Mm-hmm. I thought the defense would be better. <laughs> I thought there'd be a different kicker. Man, you thought a lot of things, huh? I thought a lot of things. thought so a lot you, of happy thoughts. So you made a lot of predictions that just, quite frankly, did not come true. You were so. banking on a lot of roster decisions to go your way. Correct. <laughs> I, and I also thought that they would, frankly, get their act together and finally beat Michigan State and like have one of those moments to kind of galvanize the start of Big Ten play. Um, and that did not occur. I tried warning you. Yeah. Didn't I? I mean, to be fair, I th- I also kind of banked on them picking off either one of Iowa and Penn State. I don't think any of us saw what happened against Iowa coming, at least not to that extent. Not to that extent, but yeah, I wasn't overly surprised. I, I mean, guess. I was supposed to see them give up 42 points to two tight ends from like a farm in Des Moines. So yeah. I was wrong, I think is what the, the crux of the story yes, is. Yes, that's what it all comes down to. I was wrong. Just glad you could admit it. Can that be the the intro? Just you <laughs> saying I was wrong. <laughs> well, we'll see if any of us are right or wrong this Saturday afternoon. It's a noon kickoff at Memorial Stadium between the Indiana Hoosiers and the Maryland Terrapins. Some of us will be also working the Friday night basketball game between Indiana and Montana State and will be a bit groggy that morning. So apologize if there are any typos in my tweets because I am just... I will also be attending the basketball game on Friday night, and I may also be a little groggy. Murphy? I'll be covering a regional, morning. a football regional. Between Paoli and Southport? South Ridge. South Ridge, excuse me. Wrong. So, so I feel like, actually, I have the worst of it. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to drive back from South Ridge. My, the basketball game starts at 10, uh, excuse me, starts where's, at 8, though. Where's South Ridge nowadays? Uh, <laughs> that's a good that? question. <laughs> that's a very good question. Is it like Bikini Bottom? Is that the name of a town moving? or the high school? It's or both? the name of the town i think i think not completely sure we, we established on episode one of this over the summer that this is not a geography podcast so you asked mm-hmm. right yeah, that no. yeah my just... favorite high schools are the ones called like tri west or... right oh, there's yeah, one tri- there's one not too far from lafayette just called try yep try t-r-y t-r-i those are the best yeah all right so Noon kickoff on Saturday. Be sure to follow us, IDSnews.com, IDS underscore sports on Twitter for all the IE football updates. We'll see if the Hoosiers can stay in the realistic hunt for a bull berth this season. They would make it three and four years for them, and it all kind of starts with this win against Maryland. Conversely, from the Terrapin point of view, they need to win this game to make a bowl game because they're probably not going to beat Ohio State or Penn State. So if nothing else, even if these two football teams aren't the most talented ones that are on offer in the Big Ten Conference. They both have a lot to play for. This game will be meaningful in more than one aspect for both this Saturday. So be sure to stick with us. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next time. Thanks so much.